Hello and welcome back. I'm Dr. Fred Clary, founder of a functional analysis chiropractic technique, and this is another fact podcast. And today's subject for this quick episode is going to be four ways to improve your life. Now I'm looking at a scratch paper from a seminar that I went to maybe 20 or 30 years ago. And I don't remember at this moment if it was a Anthony Robbins seminar, if it was a motivational speaker seminar, or if it was during lunchtime in between seminars. But I do know that it was for one of those self-help, motivational type seminars. And I always would take notes. I just didn't write the date or whatever. And I was cleaning up some files. This little scratch paper fell out. And I'm like, oh, wow, this is interesting. Um, It could have been from, you know, Terry Allen, who was a speaker. He worked with uh, Ogmandito, if you know the the book, The Greatest Salesman in the World. So I think that's where it's from, about 90% sure. Does it matter? Not really, but I want to make sure I give credit where credit is due. But it's interesting that I wrote these little notes down, and this is a piece that... Um, I think everybody needs for the new year, for 2020, four different ways to improve your life in 2020. Now, I know that it's going to take a lot more than a few comments on a podcast, a few old 20, 30-year-old notes to fall out of a notebook, but I thought that I would run by this. It's good for me to hear, and you may like it too. So four ways to improve your life. Number one, is the books you read. And we might as well in this modern time put the websites, the summaries, the information that you read with your eyes. So what are you you looking at? What books are you looking at? What information are you reading? Are you constantly reading things that uplift you, give you more confidence, help move you forward? Or are you a dopamine junkie or serotonin junkie constantly trying to read something about how the world's falling apart? If you read news stories, you'll be going that way or politics. Um, So if you're reading these things and they bring you down and then you read something else, you get a little dopamine bump, a little survival mode bump, fight or flight, adrenaline is another hormone that's released during this time. So if we're constantly reading about things that are bad, 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 which may or may not be true, but some negatives going on, that gets into your neurology, it gets into your brain, and actually gets into your dorsal medial lobe. It can get into areas like your thalamus, your limbic system, that's where your emotions are in your brain. And it can change how you see and filter things. So if you're constantly reading things that put you down or put a situation down or negative, that could bring you back, could pull you back, and your brain will start wiring that way. So to change and improve your life, you really have to improve what you read. It may mean taking a class and taking something, doing something positive. So you're taking a class and moving forward that way. It could be, you know, change some of the things that you read. Maybe read something uplifting or positive. Read some autobiographies of famous people that you look up to. 
you know, there's nothing wrong with reading an autobiography of, you know, your favorite actor or actress. I understand that. But sometimes reading autobiography or biography, you want to make sure that this person changed the world or changed at least their neighborhood. And that will help you in direct in your direction. The second um, thing you can do, the four ways to improve your life. Number two is what you listen to. I'm always harping on our teenage daughters that, you know, got to be careful of the music you listen to. Some of the modern popular music out there, if you really listen to the lyrics, is very negative and degrades women to start with, but degrades relationships and is always looking at the negative in the world and uplifting very superficial things like money or cars or drugs or alcohol. It's not a positive thing. And that goes into your brain and your brain's got to filter it. Now, of course, if you just, you know, you're driving up to a stop sign and someone has the the car next to you has their window down and their radio's up loud, hearing a few lyrics is not going to go into your brain. But it's amazing how over and over again, if you hear the song four or five or six times, how you start picking up on the lyrics. And a lot of people say, well, I would never act on that. I just like the tune. I like the beat. You're right. It's a cool beat. It's a cool tune. But make sure it's not affecting you. It's not changing you inside and how you think. There's a reason a lot of scientists ask for warning labels. There's a reason that we have movie ratings. There's a reason for that. It's just not because of some weird ethics or morals or some moral code we're trying to keep up in the public. It's because it's bad for your brain, especially younger kids processing that they're not in a state neurologically biologically their brains are not in the state to filter as reality or not or hey you know i'm watching this bonnie and clyde movie and that happened in the 1930 long time ago it'd be hard for it to happen now they don't have the resources to do the research to be able to differentiate that and now with some of these video games that are moving forward 3d virtual reality video games there's a lot of research neurological research that is showing that your brains cannot tell the difference between virtual reality and not and if you're running around shooting up zombies that actually changes how you feel about guns and running you're getting this dopamine and adrenaline fix all the time so the third thing the third item of the four ways to improve your life is the things you try and, and learn from. Are you constantly putting yourself out there to try something new? Do you drive by, you know, a driving range and you see people golfing and you've never golfed before? Are you saying, I should try that? If you can't swim, are you trying to learn to swim? If you've never read a history book for fun, are you trying that? If you've never read a science book for fun, are you trying that? And a lot of people were saying, well, why would I want to do that? Why would, if I don't like it, why would I want to expose myself to that? Well, I call it the pebble in the still pond effect. When you throw a pebble into a still pond, ripples go out, don't they? You see the ripples go out, but they don't go out just in a eh, corner. They go out in a circle, 360 degrees out. So when you expand your learning, when you try to learn from an event 
or try to reach out and do some education. It expands actually your neurology and has to do with the mirror neuron system. The mirror neuron system is a system in our brains, in mammals' brains, but especially humans, where we can observe something and we can learn it. That's why some people can watch the, their parents change the oil in the car two or three times and they can do it themselves without having, through trial and error, have to do it a hundred times. So that's called the mirror neuron system. That's why if I yawn in a room, everyone else yawns, okay? So about 10 to 15, maybe 20% of all our neurons are firing all the time when we're observing, when we're listening. We're saying, okay, I'm watching someone dance. Could I do that? Whether you like dance or not, your brain's firing that way. That's how we learn as humans. Well, when that mirror neuron system is firing, it helps connect other areas of your brain, right? The left side, your artsy side, to your more critical thinking side. So just trying something new in a subject you don't like or learning more about something that challenges you. If you have trouble balancing your checkbook, take an accounting class or an especially with online classes, you could do it almost for free. Community education. Constantly trying to expand your mind physically, intellectually, emotionally helps benefits in so many other areas. It's like a pebble dropping in still pond. It affects other areas as well. Areas you would never even think about. So think about that in 2020. Try something new. What are you trying out brand new? And what are you trying to learn? And the final thing for the four ways to improve your life is who are the people you are around and how do they influence you? Friends and family can improve your life and friends and family can destroy your life. Do you have asymmetrical relationships? Meaning, whether it's family or friends, are you putting more uh, intellectual, mental, emotional, even physical effort into a relationship and you don't get anything in return. Now, I'm not talking about that you're taking care of your loved one who's dying. Absolutely not. I'm not talking about taking care of your kids because that's going to be asymmetrical for a long time. But what I'm saying is, are there business relationships, other relationships where you tend to put more of the energy, the emotions, the mental time into, and they are not there for you when you need to talk, when you need to have a conversation? Are you, are you out there working to try to write something that wasn't even your mistake? So that's something to think about. And the interesting things about asymmetrical relationships is you could be, say, you bend over backwards in a relationship, friends, neighbors, and you think you're giving them 80% effort. And you say, I can give you 80% effort when you really should only give 50, but you're going to give 80. You're going to, you're going to go up and beyond and give them, you know, 80 units of energy and emotion. Well, the perception in, the, in an asymmetrical relationship because of human nature and the way our dorsal medial lobe, that's the part above your left eyebrow, processes information. We never want to feel guilty. We never want to think we're in the wrong. So our, our neurology will actually change and think that you're only giving 20 or only given 30. So at the end of the event, the end of the relationship, the end of the day, that person is mad at you because not only you gave 80, that was your perception, their perception was 40, and you still owe them 40. 
even though you've not, you know, you've done, you've bent over backwards, you've done everything right, their perception is different because of the asymmetrical relationship, because you've set the stage for an asymmetrical relationship in the beginning of them expecting more of, as we, as you hear all the time, not feeling appreciated, not being appreciated. Well, they don't appreciate it because neurologically, they don't think you gave them anything. They've actually filtered out all the good things for them. Their, you know, their lunch was magically made. Their dinner was magically made. The house was magically cleaned. In a business relationship, the marketing and receivables were automatically done. There's some fairy that does that. They, they have to filter that out to feel good about themselves. So be careful who you hang around. Make sure who you hang around lifts you up. And that relationship makes you better than if you were apart. So that's always a sign that when you're with that teacher, when, when you're with that preacher, when you're with that doctor, good things happen. And there's an equal exchange. You know, in professional relationships, a lot of it is just, you know, we send a check. We pay the doctor to be a professional. We pay the architect to be a professional. And that's how the, the balance is. Um, in um, relationships at home, it's a give and take all the time, emotionally, intellectual, with your neighbors, business partners. Here's my job description. Here's yours. And we both have to do these so that the business can run. Look at those symmetrical relationships, the communication. How much are you getting from that? And it's not that you should always be looking for it to be 50-50. It's never like that. Some seasons it will be 40-60, 70-30, and then it will go 30-70 because you'll be uh, needing more in exchange. You have less to give. But usually they will equal out over time. So be careful who you hang around. And that doesn't mean get rid of friends and family. It just means be careful of putting all this energy in, say, you know, the mother-in-law or the sister-in-law or the brother-in-law who's not going to appreciate whatever you do for them anyway. You appreciate it. Everyone around can see what you did, but they can't. That doesn't mean there's something wrong with the mother-in-law and the brother-in-law and sister-in-law. It just means they don't have the glasses to see what you're doing. So you're basically pouring water into a bucket that has a hole in it, and it will never be filled. And you have to be careful and look for those type of relationships and maybe prune them off a little bit and be a little more careful. Because here's the interesting thing. If someone asks you for help, that neighbor asks for your help, and they're one of those asymmetrical things, if you can't do it, they may hold a grudge for you a day or two, but they're not even going to remember. But if you help them and it's not to their standard, they could hold that against you for a while. Why is that? Eh, it's just the neurology of how our dorsal medial lobe works. So the four ways that you can improve 2020 in your life. What are you listening to? What are you reading? Are you trying to learn something new? And who are you hanging around? Maybe it's time to get a coach. Maybe it's time to, you know, try a new sport. Maybe it's time to take that class you've always wanted to. But be careful what you put into your head because your brain records everything. It records everything. That's what it was designed for. Input, processing, output. The processing part is in your brain. And when that input goes in, Something has to be done with it. So that's up to you to have a better 2020. And this has been another fact podcast.